This week's episode of the Berman Hour Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Hello TV, who have been bringing you the best quality live streaming concerts so far during this quarantine. And now they're branching out into other ventures that can help you, your brand, your band, your roster of artists, whatever it may be. They've got the stage, they've got the room, and they've got the know-how to make you shine. Hello TV is now not only just doing live streaming concerts, but also doing video production, music video production, live performance production if you need to do something for a contest entry, or you need to do something for an award show, or you need to do something for your work that is outside the box, Hello TV can help you out. All you got to do is go to H-E-L-L-O-O-O-T-V.com and hit them up. They'd love to do business with you. They're based in Nashville, but they can and will and have traveled. So, H-E-L-L-O-O-O-T-V.com. I want to thank Hello TV for being a great sponsor for the Berman Hour podcast. And enjoy this episode. Let's get at it. Hello and welcome to the Berman Hour Podcast. I'm Jeff Berman. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't yet, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Berman Hour Podcast. It doesn't matter what platform you're listening on. Every little bit helps. I want to welcome the newbies. There's a good amount of people, thankfully, I'm very grateful you're here, that are here because they heard me talking about this podcast on Mike Herrera's great podcast. So thanks to everybody who has come over from that and everybody who's been here since day one and everybody else. Uh, it's good to see that this is growing. I'm flattered and honored because there's a lot of podcasts to listen to. My guest this week is Jim, singer and lyricist from the LA hardcore band Total Massacre. You might know Jim as the political correspondent for the Berman Hour. He's been on a few times. It's been a few weeks, but you know, he's always there to brighten our day or give us that that dose of pessimism that we need to get through the political shit sphere that we're living in at all times. But yeah, it was great to talk to Jim. I don't think I've laughed this much during an interview in a long time. And Jim is a great lyricist. He's quite intelligent. And the Total Massacre songs have such a witty, dry sense of humor to them. And when you speak with Jim, you got to get a sense of where those lyrics come from. And in the course of this conversation, I was just in stitches most of the time. And uh, it felt good to just got, get really political because I, I haven't really had that many guests where we just kind of dive into the politics, especially that of such a vibrant and visceral political punk band like Total Massacre. So I hope you all enjoy the podcast and my interview with Jim Snyder from Total Massacre. and have a fucking team in Southern California. Sure. And uh, and those were the McNabb days, and McNabb was a fucking a joy. To, he just loved the game of football. You could see it in his face, and it was a joy to watch him play. Yeah, those were fun years. I've never been a big really football fan, but the, the year that he took them to the Super Bowl, I was I was dating a Philadelphia girl at the time, so it was exciting, and we had a yeah. really good time. And yeah, it's it was fucking cool. cool. Do you root for an L.A. team now that you're – I really don't. I still, I still root for the Eagles. Fine. I mean, if the Rams actually were to get get somewhere, then then beautiful. But yeah. no, I don't. 
don't give a shit. I'm, I'm going to say the last time I truly cared, like really cared and put my heart into it, it was a playoff game where the Eagles were defeated by the Rams when they were still in Los Angeles. This is back gotcha. in like yeah, Buddy Ryan time, era. Yeah. 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 And I just, I always remembered like wherever they played, whatever fucking stadium they played, I guess back then they played in the Coliseum maybe. But yeah, I just remember yeah. it being like this big, bad building and this big, bad city. <laughs> and I was just so uh, equally scared and, and attracted to it at the same time. But you grew up in LA, right? Yeah. Yeah. What part of yeah. LA? Born in Los Angeles County in the Valley, in San Fernando Valley. When I was about five, my parents moved me to Ventura County to Simi Valley, which is fucking over that hill. Yeah. Because my dad worked for Los Angeles Unified and didn't want me going to a Los Angeles Unified school. That shows how <laughs> much fucking confidence he had in the, his business. And now I work for Los Angeles Unified. I was gonna say I don't have I don't have kids, so I don't have that issue. I kind of think that was that was kind of fucking overthinking it on their part. But so I spent most of my, my most of my most of my fucking formative years in kind of the suburbs of, you know, see me or whatever. So it's not like I was entirely fucking, you know, sheltered. Yeah. Um, and for transplants, like and me there's and, worse. and outsiders. Yeah. yeah. I think it's all kind of the same. Like to me, see totally. is still part of the Valley, even though it's <laughs> totally. technically a different thing. Even though it's a whole other County and yeah, it's its own weird thing. But, uh, it turns out there's worse fucking suburbs too. Like as, as I have lived other places, uh, I mean, it could always be worse. So, uh, yeah, but, but ever since I, I basically lived in like LA County, various parts of it, Burbank, or like now I'm in the Valley again now where I was born. Okay. So, yeah. Nice, man. Cobra Kai for life. There you go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I still I have to see that. I haven't seen that shit. Oh, but, it's, but, it's good. I don't know what everybody talks think. about it. I don't know what made me think of this, but <laughs> the last time I saw Green Day was at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. And. Mm. This was 2017, I think, and mm -hmm. uh, the show was great, but he kept saying the Valley, the Valley, and then he kept saying the San Fernando Valley, and all these people around were just like, we're saying, Boom. the San Gabriel Valley, man. You're a poser, <laughs> baby. You're a poser. <laughs> well, he is. They're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm... yeah. Billy had it wrong that night. So Billy he, had it wrong. He was, in fact, the poser. That, that uh, rules. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. 25,000 there people there to see him and not you know listen to me you know correct well. him under my breath so <laughs> well, hey i firmly believe no one should ever apologize for being right jeff and that's that that's doesn't matter great. how many people are aligned against you if you're right you should fucking shatter from the mountaintops yeah, that's that's awesome. So you, I t I talked to your bass player Jeff Attack yes. here on the yeah. pod a few months ago. You guys ago. were way too kind uh, to me, by the way. It made, it made me incredibly like embarrassed and blush. And you guys are way too sweet. Uh, well, but, well, 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 <laughs> well deserved. Um, but he no. he lives in See Me now, and yeah, and I, he does. I yeah. kind of asked him the same thing that I'm going to ask you because when I moved to LA. I, as a transplant, I surrounded myself inherently with other transplants, and I was living in Hollywood, and I was working at a restaurant. So you can only imagine that's, that's all transplants, anyway. It's all transplants. <laughs> Everyone wants to. Be no an actor. one is born in Hollywood and lives there. I don't think. I don't think that's a thing. No. Is it? I'm pretty sure there's like zero, right? You know, like my cousin. Natives? My cousin was born, I think, out in the valley, and then actually went to Hollywood High. Okay. Okay. But he, he lives in New York now, so he, he doesn't even count it. <laughs> but 
but yeah, so just like I, because I was just always surrounded by people who were like me from wherever, or even worse, people who were exactly like me who lived in New York and then moved to LA, and I was like, you know, we all like rode into Los Angeles on our high horse together. Um, so, but when I meet people like you and and certainly like my wife and and like Jeff Abarta who were born and raised in LA, I'm really curious what your experience growing up in LA was like because I know that it's so drastically different from. The yeah, it's a weird place, that right? I'm surrounded by. Yeah, yeah. What was it like for you? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I've always been of the, and this probably is like part of my wider fucking worldview, but I tend to think like places aren't as fucking foreign from each other as we might sometimes like we might sometimes really think they are. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that there's necessarily that much difference between growing up in the suburbs of Los Angeles or growing up in the suburbs of like Philadelphia. You know, that being said, I mean, it is a weird fucking uh, city. It is like, you know, the biggest fucking sprawling, like weird kind of mess. And then like the boundaries are strange and porous and it's, it's a weird place, but like, I mean, it doesn't, I, I don't know that it like changes like the day to day as like a teenager, like you fucking wake up, you know, you go to school, you get fucking a drunk or high because life sucks. And you kind of just like, you know, you just kind of make your way kind of through like, you know, the world. I remember like ditching school to go to go down to Hollywood with a friend of mine to like an animation festival <laughs> for some reason. We just like decided we were just going to, cause that's the kind of thing you could do. Right. Yeah. Hollywood. So it was a, it was a childhood. Then, it was a childhood. Yeah. 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 And, and then I think we went, I, I think we went down there and it like, we couldn't, like we didn't have enough money to get in or something. So then we just wandered the streets of Hollywood on a Wednesday or something and farted around. And that was probably more enjoyable and what we would have gotten at school or if we got into the festival or anything. And, but I don't think it, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that weird. I think, I think we all live in sort of the same uh, world with just kind of like a different kind of coloring. You know what I yeah. mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, what? When did you discover punk rock? I discovered. Okay, so this I this I can kind of directly point out. This is good. My buddy uh, Mike Wenland, who actually who like you know Mike because he runs for Beer City. Mike Wenland's um, older brother uh, Jason, who now lives in uh, Jersey, actually this mountain of like putting cassettes uh, behind, and because. He was Mike's older brother. Mike, the shit that was currently cool, like all the grunge shit, like all the Alice in Chains, all the, you know, the Nirvana stuff. Sure. And then he was like, hey, like, why don't you come over and grab us some? And all that was left was like all the stuff that like none of us like had really fucking paid attention to, like all the Dead Kennedys shit and all the Oingo Boingo and and all the Ramones cassettes and all the Buzzcocks cassettes. That so like Mike just ignored those and I grabbed this like a treasure trove of shit that completely like changed my fucking world in like seventh eighth grade whatever the fuck it was. It's interesting you say that was Kennedy's it. too because I I wanted to my follow up question was sure. this is at what point were you introduced to the political sphere and influence of of punk rock oh, and part of sure. that subculture? Yeah, I mean that's when a pretty immediate at too because you know because. You know, you can't listen to the subhumans. You can't like listen to, you know, and I and I can say there was a there was a hardcore militant vegan woman in my high school that's always pushing me to get more into citizen fish and subhumans and stuff because I think she 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 she, she correctly saw that hey, like you know, this is important stuff. My politics didn't get good until after I graduated college because I was a spoiled uh, kid, you know, uh, from fucking see me who just didn't fucking see you know, the, the world for what it was, but I think it's a, well, what helped was to be able to, 
to go back and like, you know, to look back like and go, oh, guys like fucking a dick from subhumans have been consistently on fucking like, you know, the, the right side of analyzing shit for like 40 fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should listen to this guy who's been right about fucking everything for my entire life. He probably knows what he's talking about more than these assholes uh, telling me that, oh, everything's okay and everything's fine. And, you know, like in front of capitalism's great and, you know, and like, you know, the world's exactly as it should be. Like maybe these are uh, people saying, no, there's a problem here. It seems like they might be onto something. <laughs> right. You know? And, you know, this is kind of the roots of, of where we'll go later in this conversation about your band Total Massacre and mm-hmm. what you've done and, and what you're going to be doing this year. But I'm kind of curious. We're going to talk sports. If- yeah, I'm kind of curious if, if you were like me in that you oscillate between within the genre of punk and hardcore. There are times in your life where maybe you were more focused on things or rather bands that were singing about non-important issues or they were singing about nostalgia or they were singing about chicks yeah, or sure. whatever it was. Sure. And at different points in your life, you kind of tend to lean more into the political side of things and then at other times – it's more nostalgia and at other times yeah, it doesn't definitely. really matter what they're singing about. It's more about the, the chaos of their music with somebody, you know, like the lungs or something. But sure. is it, uh, is that like that for you as well? Where as you were developing your, your education into this type of music and subculture that you would ask. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I never, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I never, I mean, cause obviously I was in bands fucking, you know, I've been, I, I was actually thinking about it the other day when someone asked me where to get stickers and I told him a sticker guy and then it occurred to me I've been buying stickers from sticker guy for bands for 20 fucking years. Yeah. Um, and I felt old as shit. That's a, that's a random up plug. No, shout guy, out sticker does, guy. He does, yeah, good, I, he does good fucking every band on the planet gets their stickers from one dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I've been doing this like a long enough time, right? I've only been in Total Masker since, you know, 2016. You know, that was a new thing. You know, before this, I like, I fucking vehemently never wanted to be in a political band never really had never once crossed my yeah i just i was like i don't want to be a preachy asshole telling people what they should think but uh that was also back when i thought that the world was was a better place than it is and 2016 sort of you know disabused i think a lot of us of that kind of notion you know because fucking a trauma kind of has that way with people yeah 2016 stripped and... away a lot of a lot of goodwill i would say for us white folks we gotta 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 got a rude awakening to what everyone else had known for fucking ever the band i confronted a pre-total massacre it was all songs about work and how work was hard and like the sense that like my time was being kind of kind of taken from me the songs about uh people i cared about who had passed away it was a lot of yeah. those kind of things thinking back on it those things are inherently like they're inherently like, you know, there's a politics to them but it's but it isn't as explicit you know sure but the, that was henchman right yeah 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 and that band yeah, yeah. it was just no, fun like I, I remember the yeah. record it was just it was just kind of yeah, a good was, time but i remember yeah. one of the songs was something along the lines of like yeah, shit kind of sucks, but might as well just go back to work, you know? Yeah, and that yeah. is so opposite of the fiery, direct, yeah, visceral yeah, is, approach yeah, of Total it Massacre. Is. <laughs> the world wakes you up sometimes, and you realize <laughs> you were wrong about shit, and you need to, you know, you change course. I mean, I, you know, I think it's, I think it's a, you know, I mean, part, you know, it's important, you know, to be able to grow. I think, you know, and to you know learn and be like. Oh, I need to approach things a different way. And just this is that true. I guess I shouldn't say that that I don't have an interest in writing 
those kinds of songs anymore. They just aren't what fucking it comes out of me, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, so like the only thing I can do is sing what I know and write what I know. Mm-hmm. And what I know right now is that the world is an ugly, shitty place that I want to explain that to people so that maybe they don't just suffer from it uh, just as much as I have. That's what's in my head now yeah, all the time. That makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think it's a good lesson too, in that it's never too late to kind of have an an awakening of sorts. Totally, of totally, sort of totally. Something totally. along I think these it would lines. Been better for the sooner, but yeah. yeah. Well, you know, better better late <laughs> than never. Yeah, absolutely. And that that brings me to something I wanted to ask you about. You know, we'll get into the details of Total Massacre in a moment, but we don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> but, but sure. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. Sorry. I'm, no, but I'm you guys, um, you guys have been, you know, uh, fortunate to to place open for some bigger bands and play some bigger shows and stuff. Yeah, and hell yeah. That's that's really cool. We've been crazy lucky. Yeah. So w- one that came to mind, which I wasn't at, unfortunately, but I think even if I probably could have gone, I, I probably would have made the choice not to because of the the details that I'm about to describe. But growing up in Pennsylvania. The people who discovered this type of music and fell into this type of subculture, you know, in a sense, we all kind of came from, I would say most of us came from Republican families. You know, for some people, this punk scene was more of an escape from the xenophobia or racism or sexism that was rampant at home than others. Most of us, I think, came from pretty good homes, but we now know that we have a different sense of how our parents were versus how they may have uh, totally be- behaved in the voting. Totally, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. There's a there's a disconnect there. Yeah. So for, sure. for me, it was like for me and all my skateboarding friends that were listening to Minor <laughs> Threat or the Bouncing Souls, it was a rancid or the Offspring. Like there were so few of us that we stuck together and we were very protective of each other and we took what they were singing about very seriously, even if we didn't have uh, you know. Black kids in our group because there weren't any in our neighborhood or like, but we we understood that racism sure. was bad. And then totally. it was years later when I moved to LA. And one of my first weeks that I was in LA, I went to see the Bouncing Souls in Orange County, and <laughs> and the crowd went. You already yeah. you already guess where this this story's going, and I have never heard it before. Yeah. The like crowd went County. off, and I was like, I was like, oh, SoCal like brings it for the Souls because the in in my area, even in my little town. The Souls yeah. have always done really well here because they've been playing oh, yeah. 25 years. But also yeah, because the East Coast they, Pride. Yeah, and they uh, they gave a shit, and it was just – we were one of the small cities that kind of like gave them the little nudge, you know, yeah. uh, hand basket nudge. And, um, you know, so I remember I was leaving the show, and there was like a little bit of like a scuffle in the parking lot with someone trying to pull out of a parking spot. And these people were clearly from the show, and the people that were in front of their car – were clearly from the show because they were wearing Bouncing Souls t-shirts and they started yelling back at the people in the car like fuck you faggot and all this shit and I was just like wait a minute how is this how is this possible that this is a thing and then as I was in California more and I was going to some of these bigger shows if I would go see Rancid or I would go see Pennywise I would be like oh like this it's not the same out here like there's so many punks in California that they can they can afford to have. <laughs> they can time. ignore the lyrical content. Yes, they can ignore the, the politics of it, or just, they can just like be into the you know the aggression macho bullshit. Yeah, they, they can totally. go to. They can go to. There's so many people that they can go to a no effects show and 
say the word faggot nonstop yeah. in the crowd and not worry about retaliation because there's people who are obviously against that, but there's also people who talk like that. It's just this weird thing. Yeah. So I'm curious when you guys were opening for Pennywise and this, I'm thinking, I, this I knew you time, were going to ask Pennywise because you opened for him in Ventura yeah. of all places. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. For people that don't know Ventura County, it, there's, there's where more, I grew up again. There's yeah. more of like a conservative <laughs> and at times neo-Nazi mm. elements and just, uh, yeah, no, like, you know, like in keeping with what I'm about, it's okay to be explicit about this shit. Uh, you know, uh, Ventura County is full of fucking racists and fucking uh, shitty conservatives, <laughs> shitty people. Uh, a, a Simi Valley is where um, they acquitted, uh, you know, the Rodney King uh, police know, officers. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. The Rodney King uh, cops. That's why they sent it over there. So those assholes could get acquitted. Yeah. So it's a it's a shitty place full of a lot of shitty people. We were 100 percent worried about that. It would be a shitty fucking at time at that fucking Pennywise show. I mean, obviously, obviously, like, but, like we couldn't say no because this was like we a once in a no lifetime favor yeah. that we called in and we're just like we're gonna make this work for us and it and it was great it was an awesome night um but we were worried as hell because i think uh tommy had been to a i think it was that uh, tommy had gone and seen a pennywise i don't know like a couple of years like uh, prior and he's and he he had wound up standing like right fucking behind some like woman in like a white uh, power like fucking a wife uh, beater or whatever like that was like legit his last experience with fucking pennywise so we were like totally like this is gonna be a nightmare um and it wasn't this is asked of us a lot like have you ever had uh, people like pushing back on you yeah and we haven't i and i don't know if that's just because we are like so explicit about where we're at that there's no room for that like because we're just like we're we're not going to listen to you like we want you to not exist so if you're going to come at us with a shit like like you shouldn't bother right right so i don't know if, if it's that or if it's just like maybe we just put on a great show and shut them the fuck up i thought it was a lovely time and i hope we can do it again um yeah. but i think i'm just still surprised all these years later of the macho effect and the macho aggressive attraction to punk yeah it was so know. much more androgynous where i grew up and and i grew yeah. up in seemingly a more conservative area than than the greater los angeles area. i know i mean i yeah do you think some of it is just like the bands that kind of came out of those spaces because like 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 black flag like which is a pretty macho like obviously but you're talking about like the contrast between like black flag on the west coast and fucking like something like a television on the like, east coast or something you yeah, know what i mean you think, i think so <laughs> you think that might yeah. be a little bit of it or something i, I don't know I don't know. I don't know. We hear all this bullshit about, you know, how much trickle down economics clearly didn't work. But I think, I think <laughs> trickle down, down politics did work yeah, in a maybe. lot of ways. And I think it was just more, I don't know. Like, there's this thing I follow on Instagram. This is so stupid, but sometimes I see it and it really warms my heart. And sometimes I see it and it fucking enrages me. And I don't <laughs> know why, but it's That's just what the internet's supposed to do. Isn't yeah, it? but it, it's totally harmless. <laughs> it's some, someone, who I presume to know, but because of COVID and I'm not trying to reconnect with people in real life anyway, sure. I don't know if I actually know this person or if I knew them when I was a kid, but <laughs> sure. someone's posting flyers from the greater 717 area code. So it's like, okay, gotcha. and, old. and it's stuff from the nineties and it's being now cataloged on Instagram, which is cool because all this stuff happened before the digital information age. Totally. And I was a part of all of that. So I see a yeah. lot of my bands and every time I see it, like if I see it on a good day, I'll just kind of comment with a heart or a smiley face, and or a uh, uh, a tidbit of information about the show that I remember yeah. because that's how my brain works. But on a bad day, I I type out with my thumbs really angrily and forcefully. 
yo, I wonder how many of these fucking assholes in these bands are now fucking Trump supporters. And I'm, <laughs> I know, I'm a, right? I'm about to send it, and then I right? just I just delete it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, there's a there's a basis for my old, I like my old band from years ago. I'm not going to name names, but my old band from years ago, one of our bases, I grew up and got way more fucking politically smart about things. And one of them grew up and became a libertarian. So <laughs> every time I see him now, I have to try to tell him why the gold standard doesn't make sense. And he's a fucking moron. You know, like this is in a good natured way, but I just, you know, and like, I don't want to say that like fucking they're all in that definitely in the same spot as him but like they're all like so fucking close to getting it like inches away from fucking seeing that this is all you like 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 everything is clicking into place and going oh we're fucked because of capital and that's the long and short of it and they're so close to getting it but instead they're like no we just need to give those people capital more capital solve everything fucking wild but they're so close and i'm just always like i'm hoping i'm just gonna find the right way to needle in one of these days that it clicks well i think we found the germ of the idea behind total mass yeah because totally so many of your songs are so direct and brutally honest and um that's it they're uh they're very quite literal a lot of them are so i don't want to say so tongue-in-cheek that they're funny but they have <laughs> they they make me chuckle sometimes and uh and it's a credit to you for how how uh intelligent the, the lyrics really are you guys have had two records you did self-titled record and then you did the system works you guys have a new single get rich or, or try dying which is fucking that's great. true that's and true that, that's all credit to tommy for yeah, that, title. that song i think that that song is is your your best song yet because it encapsulates Thank you so much. That's why we put it for that. I worked so hard to try to get that the first one out the door. Yeah, because it it ha- it kind of hits and fires on all cylinders. Like it has a little bit of that comic relief, even if it's only in the title and and the play on the title. And then it has something that you guys danced around quite a bit, but you never really fully dove into, and that was that kill your idols negative approach style hardcore breakdown yeah that was just from another age and when i heard that i damn near you know did a headwalk you know on my dog and staged <laughs> off, yeah. off the stovetop that's stoked. great um, god i love it yeah but it's like it, in the the breakdown of the song it boils down to like oh you think you're a shareholder you think you're this but when shit goes bad they're just going to use that as an excuse to sell you more shit you're just a consumer and yeah. it seems like a lot of your songs kind of have that theme where you take like this bar- this a wide range of topics and you just kind of chip away throughout the song you chip away and then you narrow it down to this it's like if if you're singing about how shitty uh the trump family is or whatever you'll call the song be best but when you get down to it it's just about like the irony of xenophobia uh, or xenophobia in itself you know the border wall like it takes this big issue of of immigration and then it just kind of boils it down to the fact that the way that immigration is set up in this country is just because we're a racist systemically yeah. racist country and is yeah. is that kind of always your approach in songwriting yeah i think big issues and you try to whittle it down to yeah i mean i think it's because almost, of this that this is this I, I mean i think that's part of it i think i yeah i think i do approach things like again like i work i work at a school district but i'm not an educator i'm a like i'm a bean counter but i do think i approach it in, in like kind of like an educational way and i know that, that makes it sound way lamer than the music is i hope but like that's really how i conceive of it there's sort of something that i think is important there's a lot of it that's like man i wish i had like known this shit sooner i should tell people this and make and like i and I, I, I should kind of do what i can do to make it 
something that like will be able to be fucking comprehended in a minute long, you know, thrashing punk song. So like the primary thing for me is that a capital is going to kill us if we don't do something right as a, you know, like that's honestly like the center of this. That's, that's the center point. Right. Mm -hmm. What I want to do, what I want to do is approach it from every possible thing angle and explore. I feel like that's the central thing that like fucks up our lives and, every kind of possible way Mm -hmm. i want to be able to talk about each of the because there's a reason i don't know i'm that i'm ever going to top um, the system works and the reason for that is is that i think that's kind of like really all i ever wanted to do was kind of talk about how even though like we're affected in um, different ways by this by this fucking system that encapsulates us none of those things are an accident and like none of those things are fucking disconnected from anything else it's all like fucking like everything that fucking sucks in our lives sucks because it works for somebody who's making money off of it. right that's why fucking that album kind of is kind of shaped you know the way it is and like the songs are what they are but i but i guess that's what i kind of do like in a broader as well is yeah like we just want to we want to approach because because we can't just write fucking capitalism sucks like a hundred fucking at times because it would be the same song. You know, you're onto it. It's like working out kind of different ways of exploring a singular, like a singular like kind of thing because it affects us all in a myriad of different ways. And, and it I affects us all differently, you know. Yes, yes, exactly. And, you know, and like me, I'm speaking from like my fucking point of view as someone who's actually fucking recent, who's actually like decently well off. I'm not on the streets. I have a job that fucking pays me good. I have a fucking union job, which is amazing in this fucking country. Yeah. By often comparison, I'm doing great, you know. But like, life is still hard as hell, and I can and I can see who it's because of that it's hard as hell, you know. And I want to talk about that. Yeah, it's all about like fucking hoping I'm going to stumble upon the one way I can talk about it. Yeah, trying to find the route that's the most direct. Do you think that Total Massacre could have been born in? an Obama era or a Biden era or even a, a, Hil- a Hillary Clinton era, not to say that those problems don't yeah. exist, but was it the awakening of the realization that Trumpism is real? And, you know, it's like when they say Christmas is all around, it's like sure. oh, Trumpism is really all around. You know? <laughs> right. Was that's it a that? really good way to, that's a, that's a good way to put it. I mean, like, I, I mean, I would like to think that we could have done this fucking sooner, but we didn't do it sooner because like, so the thing that I kind of joke about, but like, and people don't always know this because why would they? Me and me and kind of Jeff and Mike were in a band, but we were just fucking playing fucking punk versions of fucking Grateful Dead songs. Oh, that's right. I fun. remember Because it was because it, it was just a fun thing to do, right? And I don't even like the fucking Grateful Dead. I just had fun fucking playing the drums for it. But um, when I talked to so Jeff like, about that, he said it was equally disturbing and negative for all sides because the people that, <laughs> that, that was, like yeah, punk was rock really didn't want to hear punk rock version of Dead songs, and the people oh, totally. who liked the Grateful Dead did not want to hear them sung totally. that way. There was like the tiniest <laughs> fucking cross section of people who got what we were doing. It was fantastic. Fantastic! It was the I most like, like avant-garde, you know, just fucking piss people off bullshit. It was oh, fantastic. No, I feel like if you look that Venn, di- Venn diagram up, <laughs> it's, just, like, it's just a picture of Jeff Abarta, and that's it. Pretty much, <laughs> Jeff and Mike. It's it's <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it is it is like legit at Jeff and Mike Baxter. <laughs> I mean, maybe like you do need this kind of a trauma, for, like 
Well, okay, so like you need this uh, kind of a trauma to wake up fucking people like such as me, you know? You don't need that kind of a trauma to wake up at people who like fucking been suffering for the entirety of this kind of country's existence. But um, no, but I mean I, that's where I give you guys yeah. credit because total massacre existing at all, regardless of of you know under the uh, time frame of whatever fucking administration doesn't make a difference because what you're singing about or what anti flag is singing about or like, whatever it's all important. Like to me, that's what's needed. We don't need you know, Mr. T experience reissues and, and that kind of shit that just kind of like clogs the... <laughs> yeah, no, I like I definitely think it could have existed at a different time. I mean, look, uh, the fact of the matter is Biden is our president now. We're not going to slow down. We're, we're fucking dropping. We are going to inaugurate Biden with a song every month for the next six months about how much everything is fucking horrible. Yeah. So I don't know if... Yeah, we're fucking uh, dropping it out kind of track by track. And it, you know, like, I mean, like, it isn't about Biden, obviously, because it was written like fucking last year, but it's about how all these issues didn't fucking go away with fucking Trump, you know? So, like, I mean, we're not stopping now that we're going, and that's not a self, like, I, I would love uh, to feel like I don't need to do this band anymore. Because, I mean, because there's always been kind of a self-help kind of part of this band, which is like, I have to get this out of me and everyone else in the band has to get this out of us mm-hmm. because otherwise we'll just fucking, this world is so fucking shitty and aggravating that we're going to go insane if we don't. I would love it if we could stop playing this stuff and go to go back to playing Grateful Dead covers, but I don't see that happening now that, yeah. like, it's one of those things, like, once your eyes are open, like, you don't, you, like, you can't fucking... Like you can't like fucking turn away after you after you kind of see what's up. Like you see what's up, and that's yeah. You can't unsee it, but maybe you could adjust from Captain No Fun to Captain. I'll have fun sometimes. Captain a little bit of fun. I mean, I do. I do kind of. You know, like the funny thing is, like over the course of the pandemic, I've seen so much shit go sideways for so many people, and it's and it's just like seeing seeing five hundred thousand people die for no fucking reason. Yeah. Really. Like not only that, seeing five hundred thousand people die for no reason, and like the world, like the world, like just fucking keeps on going as if that's like okay and fine. And yeah, and again, like according to Capital, it is obviously because it's it's okay. Yeah. Because fucking people, the actual lives aren't they're they aren't all that much of an issue. They're not worth that much apparently. So I've kind of, I don't. It's weird. I feel so bad. Like I don't want to. Like I'm in this weird place where my where 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 like my shtick is Captain fucking a no fun right, and I'm supposed to be like making sure everyone knows how fucking shitty everything is. We're supposed to be mad all the fucking time because my hair's on fire. Your hair should if I had hair, my hair would be on fire. Your hair should be on fire too. This is awful, right? But the last thing I want to do right now is like suck away any of anybody's like fucking joy because God, it's all we fucking have right now. It's like, it's like, dude, if if like you can find happiness with like fucking watching fucking cobra kai or whatever i fucking want you to because god it's miserable right now yeah well let's end on a softer note something that uh, an anecdote that i wanted to mention because there's something that happened between us and it it didn't work out but it finally came to fruition last year but you we my old bass player and i tried you out to be our drummer back in 2013 and uh it was a great tryout. It just we ended up going in a different direction. Yeah. And then it, it took a few years for us to kind of reconnect. And and I, yeah. I I wish that we had kind of always stayed in touch. But then when we reconnected, 
you know, our our bands. One thing that I prided myself on for carrying Divided Heaven in a way that it, I make as much sense at Hotel Cafe as I do at Beer City in Van Nuys totally. with you guys. Totally. And so that that was really cool, and I really appreciated being ingratiated into that small little circle of bands because it was important for us to feel, especially after having toured so much, that we had we had a semblance of kind of a home turf, which was really nice and, and needed. And then, you know, when the pandemic first kind of came to be and everybody was losing their minds and we were only, you know, probably four miles from each other, but we couldn't see each other in any sort of social capacity, you asked me to collaborate on a song, which I was very honored to do. <laughs> and I got, I heard from so many people I had not heard from in a long time that was like, really? That was like, this is really weird and really interesting and really fun. And I was like, are you saying it's good? And they're like, yeah, it's good. It's good. But I I think people were so kind of taken aback at the, uh, the, the polar opposites that I think (laughs) to to people in LA, they'll be like, you're inviting someone who can't sing to sing on a song or like, it's more like me inviting someone who can sing to sing on one of my, whatever, however it I think just on paper, Jim, like for people in LA, they don't know at, that we would be friends. Right? Yeah, yeah, they it's weird. Fuck yeah, I love. They'll it. be like That's the lungs and the brigs and divided heaven and total massacre. How does this all work? And it's like, well, it's LA. That's just the how scene is like this fucking big. Yeah, it's like but to can, outsiders, on the head of a pin. Yeah, yeah, to outsiders, they were like, "What is this?" So I just wanted to to cool. take this moment to that's, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, dude. No. That was that's one of the things I'm I was like the the most uh, proud of like man like I remember when the when the pandemic first fucking started it was so weird because I had this I got this weird sense of optimism that I don't that I very rarely get as you probably guessed and it was like hey like this is so fucking wild it's gonna wake fucking people up and I think in a lot of ways it has I mean like you know because we did see like you know the largest protest movement we ever we have ever seen in this country. Um, you know, like a couple months into the pandemic. Yeah. So, so I do think in a sense, what I, what I actually, what I actually saw for going to be kind of true, you know, sort of was, uh, you know, like maybe, like maybe, uh, I mean, like whether it was enough or not, I guess we'll see, but I, but I just had this idea, like, man, maybe this is what it's going to take. I mean, I, I mean, I wish it didn't take 500,000 people to pass away, but like, um, yeah, I just, I mean, like I wrote the first positive song I'd written in probably four or five like fucking years. And it's just seemed like something that we ought to collaborate on. I don't know. And yeah. for some reason, I was like, I can't write this, make this work myself, but yeah, for whatever the reason I thought of you probably because you're such a stellar singer songwriter <laughs> and you did come up with the perfect fucking a guitar fucking a riff in probably what, like five, 10 minutes. I probably took you. It's just probably just like rolled out of you. Like it was like, it was nothing. Like it would have taken me like weeks to come up with that and make it work. It didn't take me long. I'll admit that. But I, I bet it, it took was... you five minutes. If I, if I know you. Yeah. It probably took Which... about five minutes and <laughs> I did two versions. So I would say it was probably like, maybe like 20 minutes total to like work. That's about but, what I would, that's about what I would want you to spend on it though. So that yeah. works out. But it was such a much needed distraction that I was. Yes. So, yes. Especially 100%. at that time where we didn't really know what was happening and no. it was, uh, it, it's scary now, but it felt scarier then. And yeah, uh, 
So it was just a nice thing. So I just wanted to say thanks again. Dude, fucking, it was, dude, it made, dude, it made my day, man. I, I, I'm, I am super happy that I have something out there that is not entirely like the usual shit that everyone hears from me. And it was awesome to be able to do. I, I hope that someday I have more of those songs fucking come out of me and they'll fucking hit you up again. But yeah. Until, <laughs> until then, just... it'll be, you, you can look forward to a, a, so like, if you don't mind, I'm going to plug something super quick. Yeah, go for it. You know, uh, we're announced. Oh, okay. So this is going to drop what on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. So theoretically the chiefs have won the super bowl. Theoretically we have, theoretically we have fucking, uh, we've announced that we have something coming next week. Next week, it'll be a new song about how, how much this pandemic sucks and how much it was spurred by right-wing fucking assholes and how terrible they are. Uh, and then following that, the next few months, you'll have more shit about everything that sucks. So there's not going to be a lot more positive stuff for you and me to collaborate on, but, but at least in the next, you know, at least like the next, like fucking, I think four months are spoken for with angry, new, negative horseshit from yeah. us. So yeah. you and your friends have that to look forward to. Hell yeah. Man. You heard it here first, everybody. Jim Snyder, Total Massacre, a.k.a. Captain No Fun. Total Massacre is going to be releasing new music throughout this year. How much new music? To be determined. But it's at least going to be six songs, and it's going to be great. And if you haven't heard their previous records, they're great. Very much in the vein of Kill Your Idols, or Negative Approach, or The Pissed. And I can't get enough of their records and I think you should check them out. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks to our new sponsors at Hello TV. Again, Hello TV can help your band, your roster of bands. If you're a solo artist and you need new content, hit them up. HelloTV.com. H-E-L-L-O-O-O-T-V.com. All right, that's it. I'll see you next week. Peace.